You got me singing your favorites Staggered through the desert trying to find the oasis I find that it's time that I'm wasting pacing Aching to get my life together with no bracelet Cause you were only a friend I hate to break bricks Better late than never I hate to say this I was down bad in the basement Faking bait tricks Playing pool I had to break stick um. Hey it's Brendan Janetti And you're listening to Music You're Missing That track you just heard is your favorite songs By this week's guest Jay Pappas You can catch the track streaming right now on the top of the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist. If this is your first time listening to Music You're Missing, hi, my co-host Devin is currently on tour, so you won't hear her voice today. However, we are both music industry professionals who chose to create a platform to highlight independent artists who we feel aren't getting the media attention we think they deserve. We interview them here, we put them on the Music You're Missing Spotify playlist, and we do a bunch of cool social media segments on Instagram and TikTok and whatnot, so definitely go check it out. Honestly, our TikTok, it can get a little cringe, I'll be honest. (laughs) We also just released some new merchandise for the fall. We got some really cool beanies, some tie-dye tees and all that jazz. Just go to the link in our Instagram bio and you can browse all of our new merchandise. And just one more thing before we get Jay Papas in studio. This episode is sponsored by Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, they are hooking our listeners up with their starter shave set for just $5. This set includes two razor cartridges, a handle, and three shave aid samples. You can take advantage of this deal on Instagram at the link in our bio at music you're missing that is all that i have let's talk to jay pappas we are joined with jay pappas hello pappas 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 either one so you said your family has a little little different ways of saying it yeah one side says pappas one side says pappas or pappas so like i don't know it's so (laughs) it tripped you up still apparently yep exactly i have the same thing my last name's janetti apparently when my family moved from italy some people put an i instead of a j so some people pronounce it like Yanetti, I guess. Right. Uh, I don't know if I can know though, because I'm True. in America and not Italy. But that's how they do it there. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for coming in. Yeah, You're a local course. dude. You're yeah. at Berkeley. I do go to Berkeley. I'm in my last year, um, and I'm almost on my way out. But it's been awesome. Like Boston's a cool city. I love it here. It's really fun. You've been living here for four years. Um, yeah, this is my fourth year. And then, I mean, I spent quite a while here. Honestly, I, I spent a lot of COVID here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just cooped up in my apartment, <laughs> as one does. Uh, but yeah, what so. neighborhood do you live in? Um, well, I used to live in in the Fenway neighborhood, yeah. um, but now I'm in Back Bay. But no, that's interesting because your Spotify it says California-born, London-raised, Boston-based. Tell me about that. It's a little weird. It's it, it is all over the place. I was born in California, but my parents were living in Taiwan at the time, actually. Um, so they just had me in the U.S. and then. I was off to Taiwan as like a newborn. Then they moved to Korea where I spent like the first six years of my life. Um, So I did elementary school over there then went to Australia and then um, was there for like a year, but then 14 years in London that London's pretty much my home, honestly. Wow. That's super interesting. Boston's like the first place I've lived in the States. Wait, so was this your first time being on your own? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's a cool connection that you always have with Boston. Right, exactly. But um, London, so uh, what? Yeah, like you had to make weird. that move by yourself? Were you so nervous? Um. Oh no, I was with my family. Oh, they it, came yeah, here yeah. too. Oh, from London from to London Boston. to Boston. Oh no, no, yeah, I, I had to make that move by myself for school. Um, I was honestly excited. I, I mean, I didn't grow up around a lot of musicians in mm-hmm. the UK. There wasn't a huge music program at my school. So, like, coming to Boston to do music for school, like, I was, like, 
so psyched. I and was it's ready. like the music school. It's Berkeley. Yeah, like that's it the place to be. It was really exciting. Um, so I was just like stoked. So tell me this. You're you're majoring in you said audio music production. Yeah, production and uh, audio engineering Dope. at Berkeley. So what's like your end goal? My end goal, um, I'd like to continue being an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, I really want to push that. Uh, I also do produce for people on the side and I love to be a mix engineer and and do all that kind of stuff. Um, that all the work I can do from home and within studios, just because I have all this knowledge now about how to do it. Yeah. It'd be a waste not to. Uh, yeah. So bringing back to Berkeley, here's a question that I have, and I don't mean to shit on Berkeley because proud, proud, former, not even former current student. Um, do you find, I, let me figure out how to phrase this. So like Berkeley, great stepping stone for sure. It's like the music school, but do you find it hard to also like be an artist while you're also a full-time student and actually work on your artistic career? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, especially these last couple of years, it's been really hard because I mean, I've, I'm kind of early into my senior year right now Yeah, and it's just hectic because you got to do a lot of projects for the school that are also music related mm -hmm. and it's kind of getting the balance between your own stuff and that is it's super hard um but it's doable i've been able to do it it's just very exhausting and i guess that's what they get you ready for like that's the industry of course so and plus like i mean that is there's a reason berkeley exists it gives you yeah. so much more knowledge than you don't, you don't even realize it's useful until you've had that knowledge i feel like especially on the back end of things i'm there for music business the shit that i learn is like so i'm like damn like this is how i know that this is information that the artists i'm working with don't know uh and i right. can definitely instill yeah. it upon them so they don't get fucking sued um we <laughs> speaking of suits we had an artist uh a few uh, years back not used years back. Um, he started releasing a few years back and he mm -hmm. just randomly kind of fell off. And we just found out today that he got sued by his manager and oh he doesn't God. even have that many streams. So yeah. like it is something that no matter what stage you are in your career, like it is good to know yeah, both sure. industry, like production wise and just like business wise. No, I agree. I mean, at Berkeley, I've taken a, a handful of business classes, mm -hmm. and it's super helpful, especially the law ones, like knowing the... I'm in the law class yeah. right now. <laughs> it's, they're great. So that's stuff you have to know, and like yeah. every artist should know that so they don't get screwed over. Yeah, no, definitely. It also kind of scared me, but again, once you have like a small grasp yeah. on it, it, it definitely helps. Um, obviously, want to talk about your music. That's literally like why I hear I was so happy when I found out you were from Boston. I can't... Right. Or not from Boston, but like in Boston. I can't remember exactly how I even discovered your music, but I definitely know that I came across Train to Imperia first. Okay, yeah. Before I even talk about your music, for those that are listening that might not know you, what do you describe your sound as? Um, It's very, I don't know, ambiguous, I guess. Like, mm -hmm. genre, for me, is, is very fluid. Yep. I, I just love listening to all kinds of music. I know it's cliche. Everybody probably says that, but, like... No, but it's I, true. I genuinely do, and... I like to try different things with my music, like every release, keep it like kind of consistent with the themes and the tone, but like style wise, I like to explore and all that. Um, I kind of take that like Kanye is one of my favorite artists, producers, just cause like every single album is super different mm -hmm. in it's sound. And that's just something I love. Like yeah. I want to do that. And um, I would say <laughs> I'm working on that cause the album I put out, it's very like, jazz based very mellow chamomile but yeah, yeah. The, the album chamomile which is out on all platforms right now is <laughs> take a pause go <laughs> stream it pause, go stream it um yeah no it's very jazz based and and i think that's reflecting 
all the stuff I was like surrounded by at Berkeley my first couple mm-hmm. of years. But now I want to make it a little more high energy, um, even kind of like bluesy influence type of stuff. I just want to step out of my comfort zone too. Dope. I think I like why you know why I feel like so many artists are young and it's it's easy to hop on that pop train. Personally, I think I kind of. <laughs> no, you're good. That's hilarious. Uh, I hope people listening like think you just cracked open like a beer. Uh, it's a polar seltzer water. If you're not watching, not sponsored. Um, but you know, I think it's so easy to hop on like the pop trend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you listen to like that type of music? Like, do you just feel more connected when you're making that type of music? Like, just like the music that I make. Yeah. Really pop- okay. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't really think about it. I just, I just make like I just kind of sit there with my guitar or piano or or just like a notepad Mm -hmm. and just do what comes to mind. I don't really have direct, every time I write, I don't have direct influences. I don't think of an artist and I'm like, I'm going to write like them. Yeah. I just let it all, like I usually do a couple months of just listening and then let it all simmer and let myself just express through what I've been influenced by, whether it's direct or not. So Interesting. Yeah. Is a lot of your stuff born from being in Boston? Um, I'd say a lot of it is, yes. I mean, I only started getting a little bit of traction after I came to Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, and I credit that to all the people that have, like, inspired me, a lot of my friends and a lot of people that I've been able to work with, um, as well as, like, my drive. I, I feel like I came here and I was so inspired to just do and like put things out and make stuff. So it's just like that kind of difference. Um, and just being around and watching other musicians do their thing really yeah. inspires me. Let's talk about train to Imperia. <laughs> As yep. I said, that's the first track I heard of yours, but I mean, it's also your most streamed track almost right. at a million plays. Yes. Lizzie McAlpine. Yes. Say that right. Yeah. Liz- features her. Why do you think that one resonated with so many people? Uh, I don't know. It was very random, honestly. I always love the origin story. Yeah, it's 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 so weird. I was in my freshman year, um, my spring semester is when I made it, and it was actually, I had a freestyle over a Tiana Taylor beat from her last album, and I just loved that beat, and I was like, what, what happens if I would, like, rap over that? And I put that out on SoundCloud, um, kind of the summer before I got to Berkeley, and then... Uh, what happened? Yes, I put it on SoundCloud. That started to get a ton of streams on SoundCloud. I don't know. I don't. I don't check it. I don't know how much Dude, it has right now. Th- interesting. Yeah. Because like, what's what is SoundCloud's algorithm? Does it just push right. it out, or did were people just discovering it? I have no clue. <laughs> like, and I I was surprised by that. I was like, okay. And then kind of like a year later, I was like, I like these lyrics. Mm-hmm. I want to use them. So my friend Jason, shout out to Jason. Um, he plays guitar and he's a, he's a killer producer and he. <laughs> As we did in our freshman year, we were just like, let's make some shit. Like, 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 let's make something cool. And I was like, oh, I have an idea. Like, I want you to play guitar. Because at the time, I, I didn't really play guitar like that. I really just picked it up and learned um, over COVID. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's it's fun. So he he played. Uh, we tried to, like, kind of recreate the beat, but not, like, too similarly mm-hmm. and make it our own. And he played this progression. We were like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Um, so... Then I like made the drums. I put the bass line in, and that was the beat. And I didn't have a hook; I just had the rap. Like I had the the first verse, um, and then I wrote the second verse after I had the hook. So it all just kind of like came together organically. And I I think the reason people might to answer the question, the reason that people might resonate with it, like logically, are the lyrics. 
Yeah, I I feel like if it resonated with people the first time on a freestyle beat, then it might resonate with them on the actual song that I put out. But it could be the melody. It could be how fast I go into the the chorus. Mm -hmm. It's a bunch of things, but I think it's a very personal song. Um, And I was just trying a bunch of new things, having like a a female voice and Lizzie's voice singing the background vocals and even having a trumpet. Like that's something I've never had on a song. And after that, I just fell in love with like writing trumpet parts or like playing trumpet. I I tried to pick up trumpet too. And I played a little bit of trumpet on my album, but nowhere near like my friends that can play like shout out to uh, Caleb Lattimore who played on that song. Uh, Just crazy talented people. So yeah, I feel like that whole story is kind of indicative of the fact that like you are an artist like you're able to i think that's really cool that you're able to take something on soundcloud and kind of repurpose it to fit like your singles artistry i think that's dope that's a that's a great move both like professionally and also like just artistically right yeah i i agree and i think it was it was a it was a move in a different direction too Mm -hmm. i feel like everything else i'd put out before then was just kind of like subpar and very like not like authentic and i wanted to just be authentic with my music and Mm -hmm. like really just speak about myself in a way that was vulnerable and I wasn't doing that before so and when you feel good about the shit you're putting out it makes it so much better and like you can tell I feel like I was surprised to hear like all the fucking instruments that you just mentioned are relatively new because it all sounds super polished and you know I would have never guessed that you are still a student uh (laughs) and like pursuing your full-time degree uh so yeah I mean I I definitely it, it sounds super seasoned Thank you. Yeah, and it's funny because I literally had no idea what I was doing with like mixing or or mastering or anything. I just kind of like did it. (laughs) No way. But like the fact that I know so much more about it now, and I feel like it was on my album, but I I remixed it and I remastered it, so it does sound better. If anybody wants to like try and listen to the two and do like an (laughs) A B kind of thing, but yeah, it's it's just wild, honestly. So how things change. That's twenty twenty. Obviously, you are doing a whole lot of learning, whether it be from school, the fact that you just had more time, COVID, and apparently you just love learning new shit on your own. What do you, what, what's next? Like, what have you tapped into? What have you learned that you're excited to get out? Honestly, oh honestly, um, I think I've been a lot more into recording and learning about, like, the recording process and techniques that are great. And I'm learning a lot of that in my classes. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I, I just want to get cool sounds that like nobody else has just through like placing a mic a little differently or yeah, just having access to those studios now too is like crazy because I'm probably yeah. never going to step foot in a studio like that ever again, which is it's <laughs> not with that attitude. No, yeah. no, but I understand what you're yeah, saying. It's, like it's, it's, there's no, it's an, no foreseeable uh, thing in the immediate future where you'll get access yeah. to that. So definitely take advantage of it, but do know that, you know, yeah, if you possible. keep it up, that is very much so possible. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's very true. Very, very much so. So do you guys have like free reign? Can you use their stuff at your leisure? Um, You can. Yeah. So you have to book like a day in advance um, to use it for like practice time. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's right now it's like crazy. All the students came back from from the COVID times and it's just overbooked. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to get a, a booking. But you have like set practice time or project times that you go in to do your projects, which is nice. Yeah. Are you confined? Like, do you have to meet certain standards when you like? Do you have to make music for projects or no? Um, yes. And are like, you confined to certain things? Not necessarily, no. Because I'm taking this class right now where you have to produce another artist. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I'm pr- producing my friend, uh, Chloe Southern, who's an amazing songwriter. Um, so you can literally do whatever you want. Like, if they come to you with a song, it can be whatever the song is, whatever they want it to be, as long as you produce it for them. Oh, that's dope. Which is cool. I, I really like that. That, that's like, cool, like <laughs> that eases up the fact that, like, it's a still an assignment and, like, there's mm-hmm. stipulations there. Yeah. Um, speaking about songwriting, I actually wanted to break down a few lyrics in yes. Train to Imperia. Of course. Specifically, my favorite, my favorite lyrics from it. I have them written down. Um... How do you expect me to write about love when I can't love myself and I'm being a little hyperbolic? Of course, I love myself, but I fixate on the negatives, need to work on turning them all into positives. Right. I feel like we're talking why that resonates. I feel like right there is such a yeah. great example of something everyone can relate to. Wondering like what exactly kind of led to those lyrics. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was at a time where I was just kind of like struggling mm-hmm. with myself and like my confidence and like my purpose in life. But... I mean, I'm kind of, I'm optimistic about a lot of things, but I can get myself down a lot. So I think I was trying to like, while writing that, I was trying to like convince myself that it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And like it, most of the time it it will be okay. It's, it's just like a problem of overthinking things. And I think that's why a lot of people can resonate with it because I think as humans, we always tend to like exaggerate um, certain emotions. Everything. Everybody (laughs) does it. So yeah, I mean. No, I, I think the whole idea of like turning a negative into a positive when it directly relates to yourself, it's it, again, sounds cliche, but yeah. when you actually do it, you're like, oh damn, like this is one of those things where like you really can refocus a lot of your thoughts that you didn't realize are like yeah. internalized and just wrong. Exactly. <laughs> so that's dope. I'm, I'm sure that's why a lot of people caught onto it. I know that was uh, one of my, the standouts for me. Um, brings me into your next track or your most recent track, your mm-hmm. favorite songs. Yes. Is that a little just kind of a one-off track is alluding to something else. Um, there may be something on the way. Um, I'm working on some stuff. I can't really say anything yet. Cause it's all kind of like from the ground up right now. We got it. But, uh, I'm planning to put out a little something like a little EP. Dope. Um, a couple songs, maybe like three, four songs, just a new content, new, a very new style. <laughs> um, but also the style that you guys might like, it's just very similar very authentic, but also just like tone wise and sound wise, a kind of different turn. Interesting. Yeah. Lyrically, what's what's been on your mind lately? Lyrically, um, a lot more uh, romantic songs, a lot more love uh. songs. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when you find someone. Uh, but yeah, a lot of that uh, good stuff, which is weird because I I thought I'd never write songs like that and. Here I am. So it's dude. That's awesome. Crazy. That's such a great feeling. It is. It is. And they're fun songs to write. I think it's, it's new for me. So it's really exciting. I can just like write a bunch of new things going on in my head. Um, yeah. So it'll it'll be interesting. A lot of cool stuff. I'm trying to work on more kind of like experimental sounding stuff too. Mm -hmm. Um, a few of the songs are a little more hard hitting a few. So it'll be fun. A lot, a, a little bit more rap based. A lot more singing bass. Too. Yeah, because like, I mean, you got balance. bars, by the way. For anyone Thank that you. hasn't heard his track, it's he's not just like your your classic singer. Man, spit some spit some Thank heat. You. Yeah, I just, I mean, singing's kind of recent for me. I I didn't used to sing a lot. Yeah, I, I heard in an interview yeah. you said you don't even call yourself a singer. No, <laughs> I mean, I guess I, I I am now. I I have to call myself a singer because mm-hmm. um, I do like singing. I, I enjoy it. Um, do I practice? I probably should. <laughs> But um, yeah, I started off rapping, and that's what that's why I fell in love with like hip hop production and like mm. 
just like beats and groove and and i'm a, I'm a drummer too like that's how i got into berkeley um and i love drums opposed to any other instrument just because i can sit and groove and like listening to hip-hop is just a straight pocket groove and i love that dope okay well i mean it seems like we've got a whole collection of new unique experimental maybe your most polished stuff yet yeah. i'm pretty stoked for it and also the love the love lyrics yeah. <laughs> that's I, I when it comes from a good place i feel like i don't know it it kind of i feel like you know you're writing tracks and it's like why do i hate myself like right. <laughs> it, it it's gonna kind of affect the production or just like your overall state right. you know if you're feeling so dark so yeah. to be able to channel like actually joy into art is always a good thing and i feel like right. even myself i always forget to like create in a great headspace i yeah. feel like a lot of creatives do it when they're like pr like under pressure or something yeah exactly and that's what was weird to me i kind of just like observed that like wow i was sad but now i'm like super happy in my songs and it's a strange dynamic yeah it's really weird but it's a good step forward to keep things fresh honestly i don't think people would love to hear me sad for however long no. i keep doing this you know so like it's a cool little yeah. like journal or diary to have too for yeah, yourself. Exactly, it's like a record of your your emotions and your life mm -hmm. over the years, which is cool. And other people can relate to it too. Like yeah. if I if you like scroll back in your Spotify library, you can like tell. I'm like, okay, December. <laughs> I was going through it. A lot of yeah. like Phoebe Bridgers going on there. Oh yeah. But then like no, you know, honestly. oh, we got some Dua Lipa on the queue. That's <laughs> um, funny. All right. So that being said, when you get your degree what's next like are we going artist full-time or what are we thinking i think i'm gonna i'm gonna try to be a, a full-time artist i mm -hmm. think um i'm at a point where i can and i can try to make the pushes and the efforts to do it i just gotta put like my whole heart into it um i'm probably gonna go out west probably to uh la my family's out in california they moved last year from the uk um so it'll be nice to be close to family too uh, and that's where a lot of what I want to do. Yeah, is yeah it's the so, spot to be. Yeah, so that's my goal. Mm -hmm. um, and as well as that, I'd love to keep, like, producing for people. Like, as, as like, an artist and as, like, a, just as a producer and a writer, I, I think that's a huge passion of mine, and I love that so much. Dope. Well, so, yeah. I'm pretty excited, man. I, I'm cool. pretty confident that things are, are going to, not that they're not looking up now, but are going to look up even okay. more, uh, and you're really going to, Find your stride, dude. Thank you. Yeah. I'm stoked. Hey, so. do you like Nintendo 64? Oh, yeah. All right, so we have a game. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Who's your go-to character? Um, I mean, 64. Let's go with... Yeah, we're not working with a lot of uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of talent here. Let's go with Link. Okay, dude, I'm really glad. So... I've my go-to character at all times is Kirby. Oh, true. And yesterday we had Versace in and he took Kirby and I was like, dude, fuck. Like, am I going to ask him to, right. to change his character? What's going on here? Um, all right, let's do it. True. No, I love playing with a Pokemon trainer on the the Switch version. Dude, there's so many characters there's, now. There's so many. There's too many. It's I was like, I, my, the extent of my Nintendo knowledge is honestly like these six characters. Yeah. And like Peach and Daisy. Um... <laughs> You're the guest. Do the honors. Where are we playing? Okay, let's see what there is. Um, Love the absolute pixelation going on. Yeah. Let's play. Let's do this one. Dreamland. Dreamland. That's a, that's a good one. That This one definitely reminds me of my childhood. Wait, so did you, did you have an N64 growing up? I did not. I, I played a lot of DS growing up. 
Uh, okay, that was like next generation. Wait, I why figured. do I not know how to play this? I, yeah, I probably should have went over some of the instructions. <laughs> I also forgot that I have to ask you questions. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> get acclimated to the buttons. Meanwhile, okay. oh, and I died. Um, hey, first question. What's something a ton of people are obsessed with but you just don't get the point of? Oh, um... Oh, God, I have no clue. Let's see. <laughs> I love how hard it is. Like, for anyone watching, do yeah, you understand? It's, it's so actually hard to, like, pretty chaotic to think, think right of now. Anything. All I can do is punch. Um, I'll tell you this. Something I can't get behind mm. is AirPods. I AirPods? need my headphones wired. Yeah, I would, I'd say the same, honestly. I like wired headphones. Um, and, like, if yeah. I'm on a run, they always fall. And on a run, yeah, right. If I'm ever, like, <laughs> walking yeah, on that's the fucking one thing elliptical. I don't get. <laughs> That people are obsessed with is running. <laughs> running. I'm running for sport. Uh, what's an interest of yours that you haven't taken up yet, but you would like to start doing? Oh, um, I mean, I love cooking, I but I get lazy with it sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, I'll go through phases where, I, like, all I want to do is cook. Yep. And, like, cook some cool stuff up, but then I get lazy and I don't want to cook and I just eat out all the time. And but, then you forget that you're a good cook. Yeah, exactly. I heard that you made pork tacos or something. Let's, oh yeah, yeah. I dug deep. Is that still your wow. specialty? Oh god, what the hell? Oh, oh, oh! I think you have to hit the red button. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I made I made some nice al pastor tacos with my girlfriend, um, and that was hella good. I think um, I'm about to purposely start attacking you just to spice it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Uh, dude, now I'm start. Oh no, no, you're I the only one I haven't grapple. killed. Oh, yeah. Sorry, dude. It's over. Oh, no. You're still there. I, I Now I'm stressing out about asking the questions. <laughs> what characteristics of yours do you think has led to your success so far? Um, Honestly, I think just the fact that I can be myself. <laughs> it's I'm really just, hard. To I'm just getting electrocuted like constantly. True. They really could have done more than just like one vocal thing for, yeah. for that button. Um, okay. <laughs> no, no, I don't even, I literally don't even remember what you said. You said uh, your constant strive. Oh, no, I just like my ability to just be myself. I think honestly, that's honestly super dope. Like that's a good thing to do. That just especially. makes everything you're doing way more comfortable, which yeah. in turn makes the best shit come out. Um, what is one item you possess that you would run into a burning building to save? Mm. Oh, let's see. Probably my hard drives. That's a good one. <laughs> if I'm being honest. No, that I actually makes a lot those. of sense. Um, yeah, definitely my hard drives. Do you have like a backup? I have two backups. Oh, shit. All right. I have Well, I have my main drive, and then I have a backup drive, and then I save to like Google Drive. Okay. Because that's I, yeah, I would, so important. I would, I would run in for that one, too. Fuck my dog, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got 58 seconds left. As a kid, what was your go-to selection from the ice cream truck? Oh, pistachio. No. Um, <laughs> uh, from the ice cream truck? You know, like, the little Sonics and the little SpongeBob. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bubblegum eyes? Bomb. Yeah, those were fire. I I had one the other day, too, because Berkeley was giving out, like, free ice creams. Hell, yeah. And the SpongeBob's face was all, like, distorted. You know, but that ice cream only cost about $200,000. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> $200,000 Spongebob ice cream. Good gumball eyeballs. All right, we might have time for one more. Let's see. Cool. If I can read. Uh, how would your best friend describe you? Uh -huh. Oh, oh man. I don't know. Just honest, I guess. 
I'm right. a very honest person. Okay, I like that. Mine honest and wise. A lot of my friends same. describe me as wise. Ooh, that's a great quality to have. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm flattered. Oh, time. There we go. All right, let's see. Oh, shit. Oh, oh dude, neither of us made it. <laughs> it's the computer. <laughs> neither of us made it. Pikachu one. I could have seen that one coming yeah. for days. Well, <laughs> Jay Papa. Wait, well, who came I in lost. last, though? I lost. Oh, you did come in death. So, technically, if we're talking winners, I won. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just kidding. We both suck. Uh, thank you so much for, for playing this with us. Um, it really me. helped me, like, regress back to, like, my eight-year-old self. Yeah. Um, this is awesome. And, uh, you know, better luck next time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll train. I'll buy a 64. And, uh, hey, anyone listening at home, where can they find you everywhere? Oh, yeah. Just J Pappas. So that's J.P.A.P.P.A.S. on all streaming platforms. Platforms. Uh, yeah, I've got a ton of music out for you guys to explore. So And more on the way. Yeah, more on the way. All right. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me.